Okay, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to Free Association. It's uh, just coming up to 9pm. We're about 5 to 8, 5 to 9 now. So what I think I'm going to do is just set up some some news clips of the uh, the response to Boris Johnson's resignation primarily. Alright, here's one straight away. This is from MSN.com, the English version. There was a an event floating around on Facebook, which is Boris Johnson's Downing Street leaving party. And nearly 300,000 people have responded to a Facebook invite for a mock leaving party for Boris Johnson at 10 Downing Street tonight, July the 8th. Mr. Johnson, who was fined by police for attending his birthday party at number 10 during lockdown, announced his resignation as Prime Minister this week. This is from MSN.com. The Boris Johnson leaving party slash work event invite has been launched on social media platforms by Hartlepool singer Howie Scarborough. It mocks Mr. Johnson's claim he did not know the events that he attended during COVID restrictions were parties. More than 58,000 people say they are going to the party. Meanwhile, more than 229 say they are interested. People are encouraged to bring cake. So that's, that's the first thing. One person who said they were attending commented, but how will he actually know it's a party? Another added, can we confirm this is a party and not a work meeting? So obviously there's a lot of piss taking going on on Facebook. The Facebook event follows a proud tradition of fake leaving parties for departing Prime Ministers. In 2019, one Londoner, Londoner organised a Theresa May leaving drinks for less than a week after she was forced to stand down. So lots of well, I'm working my way down MSNBC. Novak Djokovic booed by crowds at Wimbledon. I think that's a story I wasn't expect. Well, I suppose it's to be expected when they're ignorant.
There's Novak Djokovic, Cameron Norrie in the semi-final. That's enough of that's enough of MSNBC. So let's have a look at uh, at BitTube as well. Uh, it is a story from GB News about a man who cycled the length of Britain naked. A rather unpleasant experience this week, didn't you? What happened? Yeah, we did. Um, um, in, in, in my mind, I had this idyllic view of us going like all the way from John O'Groats to Land's End with nothing but like smiles and waves and sort of laughter off the public and all that sort of stuff, which we get a lot of overwhelmingly people are positive and give us a thumbs up. Um, if anybody's offended by it, then they might ring the police and then we'd have a chat with the police. And, you, and when that's happened, we've, it's all been sort of smiles and laughs and we've, you know, we've, 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 we've dealt with that. But what I didn't expect was um, was, was, was violence like this. Um, and it was, yeah, it's it quite shaking us, um, You're very vulnerable when you're on a bike um, and you're very vulnerable when you're on a bike naked. So, um, yeah, for someone to drive... Exactly happened there? What, can you explain what exactly happened to you there? What, what did people do? Uh, yeah, uh, we, 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 we chose uh, a section of the ride um, to uh, do a, 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 well, a naked section, basically. And we're on our Facebook, so Sadie was recording Facebook Live when it happened. Um, and the vehicle has passed us in the opposite direction. I was unaware of it at the time, but you can see it on the video. It's passed us in the opposite direction and turned around and come chasing after us and, um, and taken two swerves us. The first swerve I managed to avoid because I've been on a bike along you know, all my life, so I'm quite skillful on a bike. And the second swerve, um, he knocked it off and knocked onto the floor. So incredibly dangerous and, and, and reckless of them. Um, I mean, it's, yeah. it's just strange to think that you would generate anger. I mean, you're raising money for charity, aren't you? Can, can you tell us a bit about the charity that you're raising money for and why you're doing it? 
Yeah, uh, we're raising money for Rewilding Britain and Mind. So um, during the pandemic, um, everybody's locked at home and everybody's out on local walks and disconnected from the usual life. And I think there was a lot of discussion around uh, connecting with nature. People going out on little local walks and realising the nature that was on their doorsteps and having that nature connection. Coming out of the pandemic, there's a lot of talk about mental health and I think nature connections are a big part of that. So we kind of thought, well, let's do something big and wild and, um, and, and raise some money for some good charities so off we went um, and the vast majority of people would pass laugh wave video us to put on facebook or whatever they do and uh, when they show what you're doing and we say it's for charity they give us a thumbs up you know i think there's quite a comedy element to seeing two, two people naked on a tandem <laughs> there you are so a bit of light relief for once Prime Minister's critics wanted him out because they're hostile to Brexit. Rhys Mogg made these comments after fellow Tory MP Tobias Elwood had said that the UK should rejoin the single market to ease the cost of living crisis. Sir Keir Starmer said earlier this week that any future Labour government wouldn't join the single market or a customs union, so Brexit will never be overturned. Will it? To debate this, I'm joined now by Anna Bird. She's the CEO of European Movement UK, who have previously set up a crowdfunder uh, with the hope of reversing Brexit, and Neil Hamilton is a leader of UKIP and is a former Conservative MP. Thank you both ever so much for joining me tonight. I want to come to you first, Anna, if you don't mind. So you've set up the, the crowdfunder. What is it that you hope or that you feel that you could achieve once you've raised uh, sufficient funds? Well, we're, I mean, our campaign is all about reversing the calamities of Brexit. But, you know, the reality is that Boris Johnson's legacy is a Brexit that uh, is extremely damaging. We know that um, uh, over the next few years, uh, families are going to be facing a hit to their pocket of £1,000 a year because of Brexit. That economic reality is not told in Boris Johnson's story, but it is the reality of a hard Brexit, a Brexit that has been set up on lies and deceit. So what we want to do is to tell a new story, I think, to open negotiations, to start conversations about what a much more positive relationship with the European Union could look like. We need to do that because we're facing a serious cost of living crisis. We can't afford to be risking a trade war. We can't afford to not be trading with our nearest neighbours. Let me just be clear, Anna, though. Are, are you lobbying for another referendum about rejoining the EU or are you saying that Parliament, Parliament should just arbitrarily uh, take us back in? No, that's not, that's not what we're arguing for at all. Right now, we're facing a cost of living crisis. We need to have conversations about how we could open up a new, a new thinking about the Brexit we have uh, to improve on the deal that we've got. We're not in a, we're not in a position to uh, hold a new referendum. There are, you know, there are millions of people up and down the country who think like me that we would be better off in the European Union, but that's not the conversation we're having right now. The conversation we're having right now is how can we, out of the European Union, have a better relationship, a trading relationship, better relationship across kind of science, cultural ties, etc., that can improve uh, things for people up and down the country who are really feeling the squeeze right now. Neil Hamilton, is it the case uh, that Brexit has been this major disaster and that we must get back in to the EU as soon as possible to remedy that. Well, I'm afraid what we just listened to is another case of Brexit derangement syndrome. Uh, it's completely different from the reality. The cost of living crisis is a consequence of having closed down the country for two years during COVID and the monetary incontinence of the Bank of England, which has produced 11% 
inflation. It's nothing whatever to do with Brexit. But one of the great disappointments of Boris Johnson is that having got us over the line in strict legal form uh, uh, on Brexit, he's done absolutely nothing to take advantage of the freedoms which that has given us. I mean, we've done nothing, not even uh, get rid of the 5% VAT on fuel, which was mandated by the EU, which we could easily have done, which would have been a considerable help to many people who are currently struggling to pay their fuel bills. You know, we've done virtually nothing to disentangle us from the mass of EU regulation, not least in areas of financial services, which aren't covered, of course, by our agreements with the EU anyway. There's no prospect whatsoever of doing any deals with the EU because for them, Brexit uh, is something which has got to be punished because the British people have had the temerity to want to govern themselves and to elect the people who take the decisions upon which our laws are made. So what we need to do from now with the new leader of the Tory party in prospect is to reinvigorate Brexit by taking advantage of those freedoms to cut the cost of government, cut the costs of regulation to business, to open up new markets in other parts of the world, uh, and as far as Northern Ireland is concerned, to tell the EU to go to hell if they're not prepared to be sensible and to get rid of the border down the middle of the Irish Sea. That's got to be a problem for the Irish Republic um, more than for Britain. All right, let's see what else we've got. Uh, I'm going to try and stay clear of political stuff. Let's have a look at the entertainment section, which is another thing that I do on the radio show on Saturdays, usually. But I might do that again tomorrow. You never know. So we've got Star Trek, the 2009 Star Trek. This is all on BitChute in the entertainment category. Return of Swamp Thing. The Ghost in the Invisible Bikini from 1966. Uh, some Star Trek original series in a block of three. Uh, somebody's still uploading Target, which is which is a very good thing in my view. Somebody's uploading Stranger Things and the Monkeys at the moment as well. So Stranger Things, I thought was very very good. I've watched three seasons of it. I haven't watched season four yet. Right, the Black Adder season three is being uploaded, and we've got all the usual suspects: Stargate Atlantis, Stargate SG One, Farscape as well. Uh, still uploading Piggy Blinders. Star Trek Strange New Worlds. And we've got uh, more Stranger Things. One-Eyed Jacks, which is a Western from the early 60s. And we've got Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy, which is a pretty good movie. 
Team America World Police. Play a little bit of that, I think. I can get away with that. I may watch it at some point this evening, because that's some kind of mood I'm in. Team America World Police, here we go. Thank <laughs> you. 
destruction follows in the wake of the Americans obviously in this in this movie and uh, it's, it's a very good movie very good movie indeed could only have been made in, in the wake of 9-11 on the Iraq and Afghanistan invasion really it's all it's all a piss take of that alright so that's pretty much it for me I think for now I don't know whether I'll post this one or not but I've had a bit of fun with it and uh, it's about time I had a bit of fun with it. There we go. Thanks for listening. See you later. See you tomorrow. Oh, hello there. How are you doing? I was I was just thinking about closing the room down, but you're welcome to stay, and I'll, I'll play a couple of other things. Um, if you want to have a chat, you're welcome to have a chat. Let me see what else we've got on, on Bitchute here. Uh, back to news and politics, I think. It's a little bit more, more on the conservative, conservative leadership campaigns. I mean, in terms of what do we, what do we want from our next Prime Minister? You know, I think um, the key for me has to be a strong strategy for how to deal with the cost of living crisis, because that is the thing that is most impacting people's lives at the moment. You know, we all know that inflation is just going up and up and up. We've got the new energy price cap that will come in in October. I mean, there's speculation that could be over 3,000 yeah. uh, price cap. You know, whoever uh, throws their hat in the ring has to have 
a clear plan for how they're going to support people to get through this crisis. But beyond that, they also need a strong plan for what they want the economy to look like and how we're going to get growth. Because ultimately, if you want good public services, you have to be able to pay for them. Uh, and that means you need a growing economy. You know, we need to create jobs and good jobs. So I want to see them lay out their thoughts, their ideas, their proposals for how they're going to stimulate growth. Because our economy is anemic at the moment. You know, it's just, we've barely got any growth. You know, we're stuttering along. And that's a huge problem, particularly compared to other, uh, other countries around the world. And then finally... Um, we know that coming out of the pandemic, there's still a huge challenge in public services. You know, you think of the NHS backlog. Last week, we were chatting about this on the show, the challenges the NHS are facing. And, you know, we've got six and a half million people right now on waiting lists. That's that's only going to grow over the next year or so. Whoever comes in needs a plan to ensure that actually people who are paying their taxes for the health service can get a GP appointment. They're not sitting on a waiting list waiting for care that they need. You know, their kids can see a mental health professional. So I think there's a lot that we're going to be expecting. All right, that's pretty much it then for now. Just hit the 25-minute mark, so that's pretty much where I'll be winding down anyway. So I'll see you tomorrow.